Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey there, Solar Warrior, and welcome back to another Tactical Tuesday. These are short form conversations that I try to keep to about a half an hour. We bring in subject matter experts designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice for building your clean energy business or career. Hopefully, you can enjoy this on your commute. If you're not commuting right now for obvious reasons, then maybe it's a jog or a dog walk or washing the dishes as I often do. Look, in a couple of days, this Thursday, in fact, you're going to get a chance to really get inside the business and career of one of our recent Suncast Summit guests, Jacqueline D'Souza, president of Apparent Inc. However, in that interview, we get into some pretty complex topics, and frankly, it'd require the layperson to do some research, or what my kids call Googling. In order to follow along, I thought that Jackie and I could sit down and carve out time to actually explain a couple of things that will be helpful for you on Thursday, namely the relationship between reactive and real power. The answer also gives insight into Jacqueline's company name. So stay tuned and geek out with us a bit, won't you? You can find more Tactical Tuesdays like this one over at mysuncast.com. That's also where you can join the Suncast Tribe email so that you won't miss out on all the wonderful things we're bringing in the off-podcast world. Jacqueline, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while because a lot of us who are non-scientists sort of fake our way through the dialogue when we get into more deep electrical engineering discussions around how power systems work, even how grids work. And I think that this is part of the core fundamental knowledge that folks can add to their toolkit to be able to have a better dialogue with facilities managers, with fund managers, even with their family around the dinner table for Thanksgiving, if they want to impress someone (laughs) about how they know what's going on with the grid, right? So one of the underlying things that I've always wondered about is this notion of reactive power. And I know that there's an interplay here with reactive and real power. And as a non-engineer, I'm not sure I could define it adequately. So I wanted to have you on to help us unpack this because it's part and parcel to the work that you guys do at Apparent. So let's start with the the sort of core question. What is reactive power? Okay. How much time do we have? Because this, <laughs> this is one of those questions that engages a variety of different types of engineers and scientists. When you think about energy, energy is not one type of a wave. It's composed of multiple harmonics and voltages and frequency that enable you to do work. So energy is at a very, very high level composed of what's called real power that does work, reactive power that supports the sine wave, the energy wave. And the combination of both of those is considered apparent power. So what reactive power does 
is it supports the harmonics and the frequencies of the energy wave that actually moves things, transmission, turns lights on, provides heat. All of that needs to be supported in some fashion. So you have reactive power that is needed when you turn a motor on and that is needed in order to keep that motor moving in the direction that you want it to move. Without reactive power, you have just real power and that dissipates, that does not allow your motor to operate, your engines to operate, your lights to operate. So the combination of both of those types of energy are absolutely needed in an alternating current in order to operate any energy system today. And today, most electronics use an alternating current system. So you are bound to require reactive power in some form in order to operate electronics, whether it's your flat screen TV, your lighting today, as well as your cars. This episode is also brought to you by Adani Solar USA, a fully integrated renewables company from solar sale and module manufacturing to project ownership and operation. Adani has an impressive operating and contracted pipeline of over 14 gigawatts of solar energy projects and recently received the largest solar award ever of eight gigawatts. It's mind blowing. And it includes a single site project of two gigawatts, which itself is tied for the world's largest. No one knows mega scale projects like Adani. If you'd like to work with Adani, go to mysuncast.com forward slash Adani, A-D-A-N-I, and fill out the information request form and we'll put you in touch with their local team. So in terms of reactive power, reactive power is produced by utilities. It's produced by generation and it's needed in order to transmit real power along transmission lines. So when you think of reactive power, it's not just something that you get locally at your home. It's something that's produced from generation and then transmitted over these long transmission lines to a consumer. The problem with that is that reactive power dissipates faster than real power does. So you need to have substations and capacitors and systems along transmission lines in order to support the delivery of reactive power. What this does is you're constantly changing the waveform of energy that is being transmitted. And you're constantly in need of being able to measure and correct that waveform so that you get as close to a perfect waveform to be as efficient as possible. So let's take a step back. When you have a perfect waveform, you've got what you normally see as energy waveforms, right? They're a wave that looks like it is smooth. It doesn't have any spiky parts to it. And it operates really in four quadrants, not just in one quadrant. So you can have a waveform that is highly capacitance. So when you're generating energy and you're delivering it, This is what the utility grid actually is. So this is generation, long wires, substation to the consumer. And I know that people have seen it before, but actually starting with that and then saying, but what is being transmitted? Real reactive and apparent power. Well, you know, how is that transmitted or what does that mean? And then 
breaking it down. So it would take you directly into why it's important to produce reactive power locally, because you don't want to produce it from far generation. It's used locally and it dissipates so much faster that you need to produce it locally. So that's why people are looking for a spinning generator behind the meter. That's why it's important to have all components of energy being produced behind the meter and the efficiencies that are involved in that. The big thing for utilities today on the distribution grid is the infrastructure spending that is going on on low voltage and distribution is through the roof because they're getting false positives on dura aggregation. And that's causing a huge problem with voltage regulation and transformers. So I'm not even going into any of that kind of stuff. We're just dealing with what a parent does in terms of producing reactive power and how that benefits consumers. That's a wrap on this conversation, Warrior, but I do hope that we'll see you back here on Thursday for this week's long-form interview. I also encourage you to check out other episodes of Suncast and let me know what you think of these shorter-form discussions. Do you want more like this? We've got hundreds of episodes, resources, and highlights from these discussions, along with the social media links for each episode guest, book recommendations, and so much more over at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with our Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly tribe exclusive emails or even joining our exclusive inner circle of infinite learners and clean economy champions we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I do so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. And a special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor, as well as learn more about becoming a sponsor if that's something that you're interested in. You can follow the links there as well to any of the offers that we've discussed about any of our sponsors here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.